welcome back to the wall podcast this is one of the final episodes of series one and i am so excited to share this interview with you divya gugnani is the founder of the first travel inspired beauty brand of its kind the collection of skin and color cosmetics can be found on the shelves of nordstrom sephora ulta and more but before divya found wonder beauty she was a student of both harvard and cornell before continuing on a career in investment banking at goldman sachs Divya met Victoria's Secret angel Lindsay Ellingson in 2014 and Wonder Beauty was born. The pair teamed up to create a multi-award winning global beauty brand. What makes Wonder Beauty different? It aims to disrupt the beauty industry and streamline makeup routines by creating beauty essentials for busy lifestyles and travel. In this episode of the podcast, I asked Divya how Wonder Beauty came about, how you can go from having a successful career in finance to launching a beauty brand. I wanted to know what made Divya tick and she was willing to share. I can't explain how excited I was to record this interview and to share this content with you. Divya is a serial entrepreneur, successful businesswoman, and most importantly, a supermom. She embodies the message of The Wall Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you on the very final episode of the first series of The Wall Podcast. It is an absolute honor and uh, a little bit of a dream come true to be sitting here with somebody like yourself. Oh my god! Well, welcome to Wonderland. <laughs> yes, it definitely is a Wonderland. I see the pink party in the middle. I walked in. <laughs> um, so, can you tell me a little bit about your journey from Goldman Sachs? Um, for somebody, I suppose, who doesn't know you, how you started off before Wonderland. Totally. So I started my career in investment banking. I actually studied government and economics. It was a joint program called policy analysis at Cornell University. A lot of people who study policy get into public policy. They go to law school. That's what I thought I was going to do with my life. I was dating someone who was working in investment banking. I was like, wow, this sounds amazing. You're meeting global CEOs. You're flying on private jets. You're like working at all hours. You're building models. You're getting exposed to um, titans of industry. And I was like, wow, this sounds great. Like I did an internship in investment banking and I loved it. And it was none of that. I was flying on zero private planes. I was sitting all the way in the back of the plane, practically in the toilet, um, <laughs> carrying papers and pitch decks, what they call them, uh, and books and sitting in the copy room till 4am. But actually I really loved it. So I started my career in banking because I felt I needed to learn about business. And the best way to learn about business for me was to be exposed to multiple businesses. And also what I loved about Goldman Sachs is the culture. And that organization is just such a special place, really highly motivated, ambitious people working super hard, driven, capable. And for me, I was looking for that challenge in my career. I love the camaraderie of working with so many people who are my age, graduating in college. So it, to me, it was a dream come true. I loved working there. I then continued my career in private equity, so investing in private companies that were larger sizes, uh, then kind of went into venture capital, which was investing in younger, earlier stage companies. So I really got a lot of exposure to business and different size companies, different stage companies, all their problems, their challenges, you know, their growth, you know, issues and problems. So for me, I had a lot of exposure. And then I had this kind of moment where I ended up starting a company by happenstance because it's, it's kind of a long story, but I found my way into starting an auto parts company and it grew 
very rapidly. It was run out of my apartment in New York City. It was this incredible moment of like the momentum of the industry, having the right product, having the right product market fit. And as that grew, I realized like I really want to be an entrepreneur. Like it was just that moment. Like I, I would, I worked full time. I would go to my job every day. I would come home. I would eat dinner, and I would get excited to start my second job. Mm-hmm. Like I would really like light up. I'd be like. Now it's time to work job two. Like, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. And when you work for yourself, it's just this energy and excitement about passion for creating and achieving and every milestone and every dollar of sales feels so personal and so real. It was just a different feeling than, you know, punching a clock and having a job. So once I experienced that crazy jumping over the dark side of being an entrepreneur, I couldn't go back, Mm -hmm. right? So I... Fast forward after starting the auto parts business, I ended up starting a culinary business, then a fashion accessories um, subscription business, which had private label beauty, and fast forward then started Wander Beauty. And really, it's been the evolution of building, creating, finding a white space in the market where no one had really innovated, and kind of doing that. Mm-hmm. So talk, tell me about the age that you were when you were kind of realized that maybe finance wasn't for you, but you were appreciative of the experience and then actually launching a I think I was in my late twenties. I think I was in my late twenties. Okay. Although now what's so fascinating is like when I graduated business school and I got my masters, entrepreneurship wasn't really a thing. There was no shark tank. There were no prominent entrepreneurs in my class that were looking for, to start their own businesses. Everyone pretty much like you know, was working in investment banking, consulting, you know, corporate jobs, like that was the path. Entrepreneurship wasn't this exciting, thrilling career path that people graduate college today and have all these companies to look up to, all these founders to look up to. I didn't, it wasn't glorified like that when I was going through my master's. And so it took a couple of years to that really to catch on. And then more and more people kept jumping in. But to me, you know, the glory is just a very subjective thing. As much as it looks amazing to see a high growth brand from the outside, from the window, what's going on inside that window and behind that window in the real inner workings of every day, the pain, the struggle, the highs, the lows, the challenges, that's really what like, you know, drives you to become an entrepreneur. It's, it's almost a little bit crazy. Okay. (laughs) I've heard that one before. Do you think that you were born with those skills or do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? You know, it's so funny. I'm the opposite. You know, so many people come and they tell you, oh, you know, I was selling lemonade when I was five years old and I could sell the most lemonade in the class. I wasn't born to sell. I was actually an introverted, you know, studious, hardworking type Mm -hmm. that you could never see running a company. And I think I came into my own as I developed more skills and grew in my career. I built more confidence for me personally. So for all the listeners out there who are like, oh, am I cut out to be an entrepreneur? I don't know. I'm not a natural salesperson. I'm not a natural speaker who can stand on a stage and give a great speech. It took me time. I evolved to become that person. Mm -hmm. I wasn't born that person. Mm -hmm. It was different stages in my career where I developed strong presentation skills, strong communication skills, strong analytical skills, different jobs, different roles, managing different people, being managed by different mentors and bosses that allowed me to develop all the skills would encompass of what I think is the entrepreneurial DNA 
uh, of what's really become of my life. Yeah, I think that's a very honest answer because it's not it's not the typical answer. It's not. Know? I it's can't not I can't brag about sense. how much lemonade I sold. I just can't do it. It's not true. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that honesty. Um, so you met Lindsay then when you were in your late twenties, would that be right? No, it was in my thirties. I just had my second child. I had built three companies. I had sold um, two of them. I had been through a lot, both professionally, growing in my career, and at that time I was running, um, I was working in digital innovation at QVC. I was working for the CEO of QVC. I had this incredible role. I was in this big company. I had two children under the age of two. Mm -hmm. I just had a baby weeks before I met her. I was telling um, someone this morning about how I have the email where I asked her out to lunch. I still have that email. I should literally put it up on Instagram. So it's really interesting. I just, um, I just knew that something was broken for me in beauty. It was such a personal thing. I felt like there was so much beauty out there and the industry was telling me I needed 70 products and a cream for my left elbow mm -hmm. and I just didn't think that was true. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to, I, I don't have 25 minutes to use tools, brushes, devices, gizmos, powders, like I just, mm -hmm. I'm like the get my get me ready, mess free, stress free in two and a half to five minutes max mm -hmm. for the whole routine. And by the way, that includes brushing my teeth. Right. So like, it's like let me brush my teeth, <laughs> cleanse my face, moisturize, get some sort of coverage going on on my under eye circles, and something happening to hydrate my lips, and then get out the door. Mm -hmm. And the reality is like no brand was speaking to that woman, and I was that woman that time starved on the go living her life in motion trying to lose her baby weight going to the gym mom and doing my skincare at the gym doing my makeup in the back of an uber doing my whole beauty routine from hair to skin to makeup um on the subway mm -hmm. on the way to work and so there was no brain that was making that easier for me and solving those pain points in my life so when i talked to Lindsay about that she's like oh my god like I'm a model, like I'm on tra planes, trains, and automobiles going from job to job and getting ready in airports and on, on planes. And you know, that would be great for me. And, I, and we both shared a philosophy of clean beauty. We just, we never really like talk about that so much because for us, it's just like, we think it should be a standard, not an exception. Mm -hmm. We, I went through, I've, I have autoimmune disease and I've been through some really difficult health challenges and I've become very conscious mm -hmm. about what I put on my face, my skin, my body, my hair, you realize like your skin is your largest organ mm -hmm. and you're ingesting chemicals through your personal care products and your beauty products. I literally have a funny story of a guy who was telling me that he works out all the time. He uses deodorant a couple of times a day. He does a morning workout, an evening workout, and then he's at work and he works in a sales job. So he's like sweating and stressed. And he says that when he goes through airport security, he actually beeps in the airport security thing because the machine, because he has so much aluminum in his armpits. Like that is not a good thing. Oh my God. So like, this is my point. Like you don't know what you're putting in your body and how you're ingesting it. So Wander Beauty is all free of phthalates, mineral oil, synthetic fragrance. We have a long no-no list and we feel very strongly and passionately about, you know, we don't sacrifice performance. Our performance is second to none. Mm -hmm. People come back to our brand to buy our multitaskers and multi-use products because they're high performance, mm -hmm. but they're clean. 
and they're okay, mm-hmm. and you can put them on your kids, and it's okay. Yeah, I love that. You can put them on your children. That's, yeah. that's a really interesting point. So you both kind of, yourself and Lindsay both kind of um, bonded over the idea of Love of beauty. The love of beauty. Love of travel. We are time-starved women in motion. Let's create a brand focused on beauty in motion. Let's call it Wander Beauty. Let's create fewer, better beauty essentials. Mm -hmm. We believe less is more. Mm -hmm. We are eco-conscious humans who care about consuming less stuff. Mm -hmm. And let's just do that. Mm -hmm. Let's just be fewer multitaskers, things that are double-sided, multi-use components. Let's be better. Let's Mm -hmm. use great global skin-loving ingredients. And let's create essentials that women are going to reach for every single day. Absolutely, Let's yeah. not give them the crazy trend stuff that they're going to use once and it's going to rot in their bathroom cabinet. Right. Let's give them stuff that they literally reach for every day that they can take desk to dinner, that then they can take from day to night, weekday to weekend, take on a business trip, take on a personal trip. Let's create essentials that they're going to wander wherever they wander. They can use them. Yeah, I love that. And so at the, at the time when you're developing your SKUs, um, for uh, people who don't know, SKUs are... Stock keeping units. Stock keeping units. Yes. Different, uh, different products. Items, yeah. In the, in the beauty industry, we call them SKUs. Um, and so you're developing these SKUs, you're mapping out what SKUs you're going to launch. What are the challenges there in terms of meeting the trends and the things that people are interested in, but keeping it to a minimum. How do you how do you marry the two? We are very focused on understanding real pain points in the lives of real mm-hmm. consumers, real clients, men, women, gender unidentified. Um, that's to us it's really important that you like we want to understand your pain points and then we want to create multitaskers that are clean and work with your skin, not against it and that solve problems in your life. So we're always understanding pain points and that's our trend. Our trend is not a trend. It's to solve problems. We're not looking at, you know, are people talking about teal eyeshadow today? We're talking about when you're in your bathroom in the morning, what can I put in your hands that's gonna make you get ready a minute faster, two minutes faster? Can I create something like Hidden Glow, Mm -hmm. which is a beautiful, lightweight, hydrating, moisturizer, you know, brightening treatment, enriches your skin with incredible ingredients, but also doubles as a primer before you apply your makeup, Mm -hmm. but also gives your face a beautiful glow and illumination that takes the place of using a highlighter. So it's like three in one. I'm getting my moisturizer, I'm getting my illuminator, I'm getting my primer, all in one step, Mm -hmm. in one easy application. And so can we create multifunctional, multi-use products like that that are heroes and are so luxurious, so beautiful, and actually improve the quality of your skin at the same time? Yeah. Um, And how important was appealing to, well, not appealing to, but suiting different um, people of different skin colors and ethnicities? It matters. We believe in inclusivity. I think that when you're a digitally native brand, which we are, Mm -hmm. and we're really focused on having a seamless experience on mobile commerce and e-commerce such that, you know, a woman sitting in the back of her car or, you know, going from place A to B or driving her car and stopped and is, you know, has to pick up five things. She's going on Amazon and on her phone and she's making it happen, right? She's using her device to shop more than she's using it to talk to people on the phone. And so can we create a seamless experience where she can check out in a minute and 30 seconds? So that makes us really condense 
the amount of SKUs that we carry because we want to make it so efficient and easy for her to find her shade, to find her um, find her right skin regimen, really to make that easy and effortless. So we put a lot of content and education behind that and spend time really explaining to people that, you know, this is how you use things, this is how you wear them and, and really try and have the most broad view as possible. But we're not an artistry brand. Mm-hmm. We're not a brand that's going to have like a million shades of everything. Okay, so it's kind of a... You're going to find balance from us. Right. We believe in balance. We believe medium should be the middle. We just can't be that, you know, we don't believe in excess. Mm-hmm. We believe in inclusivity without driving to mm-hmm. excess. And right. I think a lot of people do things for shock value and for PR value. Mm-hmm. And the reality is like we should really be focused on including our customers, giving them options on how to wear things, how to use things mm-hmm. in different ways. Got it. And so, so PR value, shock value, you have your SKUs, you have your brand um, messaging, whatever. How are you communicating that? So what's your, what's Wonder Beauty's main focus on communication and what does that look like? Education. I think mm-hmm. it's education on wonderbeauty.com. It's education on Wander underscore beauty on Instagram. Um, it's really educating in emailing, in email and text. Um, on podcasts like this, like Mm -hmm. telling the brand story, having people attach and understand the authenticity of what our brand is, Mm -hmm. and also educating them on how to use, how to wear, what ingredients are in these formulas, and really focusing on that. Mm -hmm. I think that matters. That's a differentiator for us, um, and that's where we kind of lead with education. Mm -hmm. And Wonder Beauty now is in, you know, the big retailers that is so... It's so coveted by so many beauty brands, yep. and unfortunately, some beauty brands will never reach. And, and, and beauty brands are out battling these Sephoras and Ultas, and right. every single day, Sephora sit, or Wonder Beauty sits on those shelves. How do you um, manage that kind of? So, so I'm sure that a brand that has come so far and has grown so big, how many, what are the walls behind that that you see? Because the theme of the podcast is the wall, yeah. after all. Um, is there anything that kind of sticks out in your head that you kind of say, wow, that was a massive learning curve for you I personally? think product development more than retail. Retail, it's like we take what works for us and direct to consumer and think about how that applies to the consumer that's shopping retail. Right. And we're always thinking about how to control our retail footprint because mm-hmm. we really are so heavily focused on direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. So for us, when I think about walls, God, there's so many, right? Like being an entrepreneur, like things, you, no two days are the same mm-hmm. and you're and you're basically, you know, carrying a hammer every day and cracking through brick walls and like really like just sh- shattering them and, and just finding the way to the other side. So when I think about product development, we launched our Wanderlust Powder Foundation. I happen to really love it. It's a very innovative formula. People wrote to us and told us, we want you to create a powder foundation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I haven't worn a powder foundation in I don't know how long. And I've right. never had super oily skin, so it never really made sense to me. But what we created was something truly innovative. We created a liquid foundation because we love the coverage of liquid. Powders tend to crack, break have fillers, have binders mm-hmm. attached to texture in your skin and make you look older, not younger. Mm-hmm. So we cre- took a liquid foundation and through a proprietary process with a chemist in Korea, we created it and transformed it into a, a lightweight, super beautiful, fine milk powder. Mm-hmm. And so it covers everything, 
acne, age spots, sunspots, rosacea, all the problems that we all have, and it feels like nothing on the face. So this is true innovation. It's something that you've never seen before. You touch it, you feel it, you understand it. But yet, we had so many consumers saying like, well, you know, I want to be like I want to do this on the go and I really want like it's going to break, it's going to crack and because the formula is so sensitive because it doesn't have the traditional fillers and binders, it would crack. Mm-hmm. And so we had to work double hard for another year and a half after that to take that beautiful incredible performance of that Wanderlust powder and and formulate it in a way where it wouldn't break. Right. So now we we actually it passes all the crazy drop tests. So you can literally take it and you know throw it on the ground, and it doesn't break. Um, but it took it was very hard to do without adding fillers and binders. Mm-hmm. So that was just you know a tough wall to kind of crack. When you have a hero bestseller, a great product that people love and are coming to your brand to purchase because it's so special and different, getting that right the second time to make it improve it and have a better user experience, it's tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But that's the daily struggle, right? That is, yeah. That's you breaking down your walls. Um, so talk to me a little bit about um, how Wonder makes noise in this industry, in this beauty industry today. It's very trend focused. It's very what's next. It's very fast moving. It's very excessive to your point earlier. It's too excessive. Too and I really excessive. feel like, you know, for us, it's not about making noise. It's about building human connections. Mm-hmm. We focus on real clients in the context of their real homes and their real point point pain points and solving those problems. Mm -hmm. And so our ethos as a brand is to empower the everyday client that is our person and get behind them. So we're not pushing hard at celebrities or influencers. Like we think that's all amazing that the influencers use our brand and reach for it when they're filming content and so many celebrities use our brand. They're fantastic. We're happy to have you. Mm -hmm. But our DNA of our brand is servicing the everyday modern woman who's mm-hmm. time-starved and on the go, mm-hmm. and many other men who mm-hmm. uh, who tend to buy from us. So mm-hmm. for us, that's what we focus on, and it's just great to have a laser focus on who your client is and how you service them, and that's what drives the community of our brand. It's them engaging with our brand, sharing their stories, us taking those stories, and really weaving them together to be the narrative of our brand mm-hmm. and that is the story of our brand mm-hmm. and how do you do that do you have in-house service yes and- we do and we also have um a lot of people who just monitor and listen on social okay. so a lot of social listening looking out for testimonials we have over 43 thousand mentions of the hashtag wander beauty that just wow. speaks to the power of the community of how many people are actually talking about this brand mm-hmm. in their real lives and hashtagging our brand that's something that like you know you can't buy that, can't buy that. in this yeah. universe you can't buy that mm-hmm. and there's no noise being created it's a community ground swell mm-hmm. of what is wander beauty mm-hmm. absolutely um so yourself as a serial entrepreneur i saw you were quoted in um some recent um, stories. What are some myths as a serial entrepreneur and a mother um, yeah. that you kind of come up against and that common question of how you balance you know, life and work or work and play, um, what are some myths that you kind of 
disassociate yourself with or you kind of don't really fall into the... Listen, I feel like everyone has to have their own priorities. So Mm -hmm. I think about being a serial entrepreneur and being a mother, 99% of making that work is prioritizing. It's understanding what's important to you and doing a few things and doing them well. Mm -hmm. We are very purposeful, intentional with our brand and what we achieve as a company and as a team. And I'm the same way at home, right? It's the same philosophy. What are the five things that are important to me? It is important to me that I leave my work and I rush home to eat dinner with my children. This is something that I value, that chatter over the dinner table. I value hearing how their day was because I was not there to pick them up from school. I was not there after school when they played you know, piano and uh, had their classes and whatnot. So that to me is my value time with them. That's time that I'm not talking to my team. I'm not on my computer. I'm not on my phone. But I prioritize being here every morning and being 100% focused on my job and doing the best I can every day. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you have to carve out priorities and Mm non-negotiables and not try and do 100 things. I can't do 100 things. I'm not capable. Mm -hmm. I'm not superhuman. I'm one person. I can do, I have a finite number of hours every day and I keenly, actively prioritize. And every day my priorities change as to what I need to achieve that day. So I focus on the couple things I need to do and I make sure I get them done. And if I get done more than that, I'm happy as hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I like that, I like that uh, perspective. Um, so what advice would you give somebody who um, is maybe in the starting position that you were as an entrepreneur um, and is really trying to figure out the business, their, their I think it's life. so important to trust your gut. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a underrated piece of advice. Everyone will have input. My mom, my dad, my you know, right. everyone told me do this, do that. Why do you want to start a beauty company? There's so many beauty companies. You can't compete with at L'Oreal, Estee Lauder, and Revlon. It's like if I listened to all the no's, wouldn't be I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm-hmm. I you know, have selective hearing, which is, you know, when you were married for as many years as I'm married, you develop selective hearing. And so, you know, and I'm a mom, so I have selective hearing again. And what's really interesting is that I don't listen to no. It's like, I'm like, oh, they said no. Like, does that mean maybe? Like, I just like shun it out. I'm just like, I know what I need to do. I feel it in my gut. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my heart. I have a purpose. I have a desire. I have motivation, I have energy, and I'm going to make this happen. And I don't care how many naysayers there are. Mm-hmm. And I will find a way. I, it may not be the way that I thought I was going to do it the first time, mm-hmm. but then there's plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E. You just keep going until you figure out a way and you make it happen. So I think that when so many people start out, they get very dissuaded by the negative energy around them. And it doesn't allow them to start in a strong, impactful way. Don't let anyone steal your thunder. Mm -hmm. Have a point of view, have a point of difference, innovate, don't imitate, and then own it Mm -hmm. and do it the best you can. Okay, wow, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to no. (laughs) Does that mean maybe, Mm. wow, okay. Um, All right, so just one or two more questions. Um, What do you think about the future of the beauty industry. Do you, it, it's, it's very noisy right now. Yes. And maybe this is what we see because we're mm-hmm. in it. There are too many people spending too much money trying to push product at you. Mm-hmm. That's my state of the beauty industry. I really believe that as a consumer. I wake up every day, I'm being 
thrown products in my face all day long on my feed on billboards on subways everywhere and i just feel like take a chill Mm -hmm. like build a base build a community solve a problem innovate do something different show us something that we can't do today that we want to be able to do tomorrow Mm -hmm. and that's what i think we really need to do Mm -hmm. we need to focus on the innovation and focus on going ahead in the industry and creating instead of imitating and pushing marketing into right. people's hands, forcing them to buy stuff. It's, it's so very true. It's, it's focus on community. Thing. Focus on human connection. Mm-hmm. Focus on real people. Listen to what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Listen with two ears. Speak mm-hmm. with one mouth. Mm-hmm. And is that, go- is that philosophy going to keep the skews of Wonder Beauty at a lower? Like- I just think, you know, for us, we want to own the beauty routine for the modern time-starved woman on the go. Mm-hmm. And so we want to go cross-category. Mm-hmm. We want her to have one destination we want to have a larger share of her beauty wallet but we want to have one destination we she can seamlessly check out like I'm you know shopping at 10 o'clock 10 o'clock at night with half a glass of Cabernet right. and so it's like I want to make it easy for that woman because that's me right. and so I want to like you know that's what I'm focused on how do we make this so simple and easy like where you can buy your skincare your hair care all of it together Um, And so I think that that's important to understand her behavior and how to own different categories in her her beauty wallet and kind of take that over instead of going so deep in every different area with a hundred products that do the same thing. How many times do I look at a brand skew assortment and I see three things do the same thing? I'd rather have one product that does the product, the work of three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a different philosophy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And so... From a product perspective, again, um, what is in your makeup bag that's Wonder Beauty? That's so interesting. Um, so <laughs> a lo- you can't have everything, but I'm sure yes. you have your favorites. I have a lot. Um, I wake up every morning and I use Drift Away Cleanser. Okay. I actually am getting enlarged pores around my nose and like around my cheeks now, and I'm really not liking it at all. So, so important to cleanse your face, mm-hmm. even twice a day, even if you have sensitive skin just with a gentle cleanser, oil, dirt, bacteria, sebum, it's mm-hmm. all, this is Manhattan. Mm-hmm. You walk outside and you're getting, you oh, know, yeah. exhaust on your face. Yeah. So you might as well clean Dirty it off air. when you get home. Right. So I believe in cleansing. Drift Away cleansers, unlike anything else that's out there, it's a double cleanse. It's gonna take every trace of makeup off and also take the environment off your face. Okay, so, so what are the key ingredients? I, I, I love Drift Away because it uses coconut surfactants okay. and it's sulfate free and it's incredible and really cleansing your face. I love Dive In Moisturizer as a next step. This is, why would you buy a moisturizer from Wonder Beauty? You can buy a moisturizer from anyone. This moisturizer has 1% pentavitin in it, which locks in moisture on your face for 72 hours. So if you're getting up and putting on moisture once for the day, this is the one to put on your face. You're getting on a plane, this is the one to put on your face. You're at the gym, post-workout, you want to hydrate your face, you need to, you know, overnight there's transdermal water loss and, you know, water's leaving your skin. You want to hydrate your face early in the morning and even last step at night. And I love the um, dive-in moisturizer. It's unlike anything out there. For color, I have lip retreat on my lips. I love, you know, lips are don't have any sweat glands Mm -hmm. so they dry out really quickly in this kind of time of year the change of weather they dry out even worse you get peely disgusting lips i have um we have actually have a three-way exfoliating 
um, multitasker called BRB, okay. which actually has enzymatic manual and um, and chemical exfoliation all in one, which I think is amazing for resurfacing right. dead skin cells and really looking fresh. So I put Lip Retreat on the lip oil because I love it. It's got a sheer bit of color, hydrates my lips. I'm all about it. I do okay. tend to use the BRB on my lips before I put anything on there because I need to get the dead skin okay. off. So the nice. In that one? So we're, we have um, lactic acid in there. We also have, um, there's pineapple enzymes in there. So there's a lot of really interesting Those ingredients that are really going to give you that three-way exfoliation that's safe enough to use a few times a week. Okay. You know, if you want your skincare products to work better on your face, you need to exfoliate your skin. Right. You need to take off the surface layers of dead skin. Allow yeah. And to have your serums work, to use your Do Not Disturb, which is our 1% retinoid overnight, you need to have fresh, clean skin. Mm -hmm. First clean it, then exfoliate it and then go in with the treatments and what you want, whether you want brightening, whether you want hydrating, whatever your skin concerns are, you can address them with treatment and then you wanna moisturize to kind of lock that all in. And then you wanna put an occlusive layer, which is like an oil. So the Glow Ahead oil is something, I love our Glow Ahead oil. And I know a lot of people, a fan favorite that's very popular for us is our Glow Ahead illuminating oil, okay. which people really love because it, it doesn't feel like an oil, has a unique serum texture and it adds a bit of illumination to the face, okay. which who couldn't, who doesn't want illumination? Everyone we, wants we a little need, glow. We all need the glow. The we do, glow. we do. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, one more question, um, which I just thought when you were, you were speaking there is, what, is there a product that Wonder Beauty will never do? Never do, my God. I don't know, I haven't thought about that. that. you don't believe in? I, I, I'm like, I don't believe in Instagram brows because I just think they look absolutely crazy um that is the best but <laughs> I, i'm like i don't know i mean like, like liquid lipstick i mean maybe i never say never but that just dries out your lips and it's mm -hmm. terrible for you mm -hmm. it has so many permanent chemicals that i just don't want to put on my lips mm -hmm. i just think that you know we haven't done one yet is yeah. what i can say absolutely. who knows what's to come absolutely but um I focus on pockets and areas where we can innovate and do stuff differently. Mm -hmm. I mean, our baggage claim gold eye mask was just something really Amazing. incredible. Like, if you haven't Amazing. tried that, if you're going to try one thing from Wanda Beauty, mm -hmm. baggage claim gold eye masks. And it looks cute when it's on. It's just going <laughs> to hydrate, plump, depuff that under eye area. It's like coffee for your eyes. You mm -hmm. wake up in the morning, people drink coffee and drink tea. Under eye masks. Right. Going to wake up your face. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. I can take Monday on. I can take everything else on. Yeah. I was hooked with the My High Mascara. Yes, we, oh, we make it, you know, it's so funny. Gosh. Mascara is one of our best categories. Mm -hmm. We do really, really well mm -hmm. with Unlash Volume and Curl Mascara, which we've won four beauty awards for and an Allure Best of Beauty Award for mm -hmm. Unlash. But we also just won an Allure Best of Beauty Award for our Mile High Mascara. Yes. We're so I'm excited about it. So well deserved. Congratulations. Yeah, Look at my eyelashes. Like, yes, these I love it. These little blonde eyelashes are, are, are coming alive. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about thank business you. and beauty and all the walls and everything in between. So happy to have you here. It's amazing um, to be sitting here. Never thought I would. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to find Wander Beauty, we're at Wander Beauty com on Instagram at wander underscore beauty um, and my handle is at d gugnani so it's at d g u g n a n i and I will link all those details in the description box as well so, thank you take care bye